So last week was Project Serve. How many of you were part of Project Serve? Raise your hand. Up high. In case you weren't able to make it, you missed out on an amazing, amazing Sunday. Uh, but we, we do it once a year, of course, the official event. But serving is 24-7 through our entire lives. So what was really cool is that we had a couple people taking video footage of actual people out there from our church serving the community, going door to door and doing different things. So first we're going to play a video of two people that were part of a team that they got great footage of them knocking on the door, trying to talk to the people that were there. So check it out. It's your neighbors, Jim and Julina Sanders. From next door. How are you? Hey, hey, we totally know that you don't like going to church with us, so we're not even here to invite you to no. church, all right? We're not even here to tell you the four little happy hops to heaven. No. We're not even here to, to sell you fire insurance, <laughs> you know, from down there. You get that hell? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, 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 hey. Honestly, honestly, yeah. what we want to do right now is we just want to serve you through the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. That's, that's, no. a that's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Okay, don't be afraid. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Now, we know that you don't get us. No. And why should you? You're a heathen. That's we get right. that. All right? Yeah. yeah. So what we want to do is just be here to understand you and to serve you in yeah. some ways. You know, what can we do for you? That's what Jesus asked all the time. Yeah. Now, we noticed on your mailbox that you had some balloons out there. Did someone die? Did someone die? Can we offer some condolences? No. Oh, you had a baby. Oh. 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 Pink means joyfulness. I, I yeah, get it. I, get it. I told you. <laughs> okay, but how about this? Can we wash something for you? You're yeah, probably tired. That's a great idea. Maybe we could wash your dishes. Yeah, or, or wash your car. W w wash, wash the lawn. Wash, wash the mailbox. mailbox. Wash the dog. Oh, we, the dog. we could even wash the washer for you. <laughs> not. Oh, he said not. I love putting that word at the end of a sentence. Oh, do it again. Do it again. I got nothing. Not. Oh. You see what I did? I brought the comedy back around. I brought the comedy. I'm sorry. No, really. How about we not do any of that, but we just come to do what we should do and let us just wash your feet? Yeah, because you know, wait, hang on. I'm not done. Jesus washed the disciples' feet, and so we want to wash your feet. Yeah, we, we know you're not our disciple. Yes! One more do is I just got this water basin here yeah. and I just want to wash your foot. Yeah. All right, I'll stick out so your big toe. Just stick out your big toe. Come on, no, no. This will be over in just a minute. Yeah, just, get, it's get, just take yeah. a second. Okay, now I got the shoe. Now just give me your toe. All yeah, right? Just, Come on, just give me your toe. Well, that's a fine howdy do. I know. All right, well, we'll just leave the shoe here. We'll leave the brownies. I guess we'll go next door. Okay, can I can I talk more this time? Such a place, baby. Okay. What a friend we have in Jesus. Just to let you know, this is isn't actual footage of our Project Serve event. In case some of you actually thought it was a Project Serve event, it wasn't. Um, but that video was really to teach us what not to do when you go door to door and talking to people in your neighborhood or if you're part of Project Serve. But just to let you know, some of us, um, well, most of us that were par par part of Project Serve, um, and for those of you that didn't know what it is, last Sunday, we met for about 30 minutes in the service, and then we went out into the community. We did a lot of different things. I just want to highlight some of the main ones. We handed out waters in different corners or areas in the city of Elizabeth for free. 
people were shocked uh, that, that all of a sudden it's like a free bottle of water. They were touched by that love. We handed out school supplies, going door to door, um, giving them to kids, but not just even door to door. We also gave them to them like through the streets when we saw them on Broad Street. We had some extra and how we had the church picnic. We went to all the kids that were there in the sprinklers and having fun, and we gave the rest of them out there. They were ecstatic to receive them. We also had small envelopes with money in them that we would bless people as they were about to do their laundry. Like they were about to come in to do the laundry and then we gave them money uh, to help them. We gave about 75 meals we had prepared to give out to those that need it in the community. Um, so they were driving around giving them to people. We cleaned park, parks, we cleaned streets, we had teams in two gasoline stations um, cleaning the windshields of vehicles as well, um, just to bless them, not receiving any tips, but just to bless them. We had an Olaf uh, costume that we went around to um, bring smiles to kids' faces and giving them big hugs wherever um, they, they would find the kids. Mostly they were on Broad Street too. We had a home project um, as well that, remember last week, you might have remembered uh, that I mentioned there was an elderly couple in their 90s um, that we were able to bless and help them in their house. And a big thing, too, we were giving away free hugs. So that was a big shocker, too, when people were um, seeing just the fact that we were willing to show love on a regular day, and just because we care about them. So now are you ready for a real video of Project Serve so you can get, get a little taste? Are you ready? Real video. All right, it's about to come on. Since 2017, Christ Fellowship has gone out of their four walls to serve the city of Elizabeth. Whether it's handing out water, giving hugs, or cleaning the streets, Christ Fellowship is out impacting the community by serving it. What's up? It's Isaac Santiago here. You know, we're over here in... Um in Kellogg Park right here, we're cleaning up the park. We have we have found a lot of garbage around though. We're cleaning up the park and we're, do, we're doing a pretty good job so far. I'm Amai Perez and uh, we're at Kellogg Park and I feel like it's such a great thing to you know serve for our community. We're picking up garbage. I found a few like bottles and stuff like that and I just feel like they don't belong here. You know, they don't deserve that. You know, the animals are here. People are coming here just to see the beautiful park and they see garbage on the ground and I don't think we deserve that, you know? So I think it's a great thing we're doing today. Okay, we are at the home of a faithful pastor of four decades at least, uh, in his 90s. Today he's not here, he's actually preaching a sermon, but we're here to clean his yard front and back. I have my team, they're so faithful and energetic and young. And uh, we found some interesting things to pick up back here and uh, to talk about and write home about. 
but it's just such a blessing to be here. Hi, my name is Marcelino. It feels really good to help someone else instead of just getting help from someone. It feels great making someone smile or making their day because you never know how they're gonna feel if they're going through something or not. My name's Eddie, I'm here with Xavier, Juan, uh, but we're here in Elizabeth next to the courthouse, um, just serving the community, watching their windows, asking them, uh, well we're not really asking them, we're just telling them who we are, where we're from, why we're here, and what we want to do. And really what we're doing is we're just offering them, you know, a free clean window and you know, this is what we're doing, we're not doing it for money, we're not asking for handouts, we're just asking for you to be blessed. So. I'm Lynn, and we're at the show, uh, Showcase Laundromat, giving out free gifts, money actually, for to help people do their laundry today. And we actually ran across a woman who just moved over here to New Jersey, and she was actually looking for a church. And she said, "Where are you from?" And I was like, "We're from Christ Fellowship. We just want to give you this gift." Um, as a token of appreciation, we just want to say that we love you and we're here to serve you today. And she was so elated. She was very happy and she said she come back. So definitely come to visit Christ Fellowship. So we're looking forward to meeting you. It was an amazing time period, and of course, that it's a short video. It doesn't capture everything that we did, um, but definitely uh, what I wanted to do was just to highlight a couple other key things. I don't know, Lydia, is Lydia in, in the room? Lydia? If you could get Lydia. Lydia doesn't know um, I was going to have her share the story that happened to her. I didn't tell her ahead of time because then she would be really nervous. So when she comes in, you could be like, yay! She'll be so confused, but we love her. Uh, Lydia and Raul, is Raul Aguirre here? Raul, come forward. And Anthony, I don't see, I, I saw him before. He's coming. Okay, because I wanted Anthony to share as well. Come, Raul, come up. Lydia, see the Anthony come too. <laughs> Woo! Come here. Lydia, just come up, come up, come up. Don't worry. We don't bite. I don't think we do. And Ann, come up too. I know um, there were team leaders um, during Project Serve. And how I mentioned before, I, I, I didn't tell um, people that I was going to call them forward um, ahead of time. But. So pretty much I just want you to say, <laughs> where did Lydia go? I don't see her. Lydia Sita. No. Oh, portate bien, portate bien. Okay, so pretty much right now is they were team leaders of the teams that went out. Um, and all I want you to share is briefly your experience and something that was meaningful to you from it. Do you want to go first, Lydia? No. <laughs> Ladies first. Okay, here, Lydia, Sita. Okay, we're going to, I'm going to try to break the ice. However, we had an excellent experience where, um, Where's Debbie? <laughs> yeah. 
Because literally it was her that did. We were a team, and I'm very thankful for the team I was given. And um, we experienced one of a kind. Uh, and only God could have done that. Where he used all of us, but mainly Debbie. Debbie um, spoke with this person that was in need of things that only God knew what was in her heart. And she just spoke and spoke and spoke. And this woman just started crying and said, just for you mentioned and said, this is exactly what I needed to hear. So that was one of the main things. But I am thankful for the team I was given. Thank you, PC. No, anytime. And, but you, you, you forgot to mention the lady that was really blessed they were ministering to was an employee of the laundromat. So it wasn't a customer doing laundry. It was actually the employee that was there. So that's a blessing. Thank you so much, Lydia. Yeah, you can, you can. Unless you want to stand here and just wait. You can. Okay. Hello, hello. Hey, Dad, I got the mic. And I get to explain. No, no, I'm kidding. Um, uh, Betsy and I, uh, you know, in our group, we, we are, our, our job was to uh, hand out school supplies you know so you know our area you know we just handing out school supplies and what was very surprising to us was that a lot of a lot of the people were um i don't know they were hesitant of of taking the supply because they thought it was some sort of a gimmick like where i we even had certain people say hey you know how much how much do you want for it and that was surprising to us because it's like it's the rarity of us of people especially you know um just going out and giving someone one anything returned was very uh you know it was just alarming to people and they some of them were standoffish but there was just one particular guy that um that he he couldn't believe that we're look man I'm just giving you some pencils and some erasers and some crayons for your kids and he goes are you serious and I go I'm like yeah man just just take it and he goes no for real like do you need anything? I go, no. He goes, please, man, can I give you a hug, bro? Please? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And that's what really, uh, really hit me there, you know, because it was like, wow, we, I guess we need to do more of this, you know, and reach out and let everybody know that, hey, look, you know, you do are going to get something for nothing, you know, like you, just, just because. We just want to give it to you just because. Because I know even if you don't need it, hey, look, at least it's available, and that's, that's what I love that what we did here is that we, we made ourselves available, you know, and we just to break just to break that wall and that barrier down. And I think that was a wonderful thing. Awesome. So we were out there giving free hugs and they were offering hugs to us as well. So awesome. Thanks a lot. Hi. Um, we don't give hugs, but, but we give free water. That was an experience for me, very nice, I have to say, because uh, I see we've been in shopper's world. So I see a lot of customers of mine passing by, a friend of mine passing by, and they, they surprised because it's free water. Even the, the taxis coming and stop, they want to pay you. No, it's free, it's free. Go and, and give us a little more. How many cases of water did you go? They ran out of water, and they went out and bought more to, and we gave them around seven cases in the beginning. Yeah, 
we take seven or 40 um, waters each, but the thing is, we'll be short in 40 minutes. <laughs> so we run with Lucas. Lucas, I don't know if Lucas is around, because the team was my family, basically Lucas and Erica. Erica is here? No? Okay. Uh, and then what I do? What I do? We, we, we have no water. And I don't know. We, I have to come back to church to pick more water. So I ran to a dollar store. And we bought a 30, 30 pack of six water each. Uh, bring it. The people in the store give us the car. They unlock the car. I say, "Go, oh, God bless you." They was very happy for that. They they collaborated with us. Um, for me, it was a very nice experience. And and one thing I have to remark: one thing he's not here in this moment. That's why I can speak with about, about, about this. We have um, a person. No, a person then was uh, waiting for the bus. So. He started to to speak with me about his disease. Uh, he had no hope, hope life. So he started to talk with me, and he was, he's a male, but he lived like a woman. And he said, I'm alone with my mom, just me. Nobody loves us. Nobody takes care of And I say, you know what? God always be with you. He love He love you before, now, and later on. You can be in in His arm for 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 the eternity. And He say, "We can pray. You can pray for me." And I say, "Yes." And we pray. We do the 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 pray for Him. He give the life to Jesus. And he said, I got to be seated at the church. I want to go to the church. So I was waiting for him, but I don't see him. Uh, but in, in the simple thing that a free water can open a big gate in, in the people. So let's change, change our life, change our world, and change the world too. Oh, thank you so much. God bless you. You were handing out free physical water but also spiritual water, too. Is George Mora here? I, I didn't see him. Um, but I, I, I'm going to share briefly, too, something um, that, that, that he, he said. Um, a, a couple people that are not here. He said it was a very interesting experience. Um, experience. It took us all out of our comfort zone. Was anyone out of their comfort zone? Doing something, you could be honest, right now you're uncomfortable. <laughs> you're like, no, I'm not going to put my hand up. Okay, out of our comfort zone, expecting what was unexpected. All of a sudden, already on the same street, we realized how people were so receptive of this act of love. People smiled, some other people um, um, at first had a certain face towards them, but they were super receptive. And I remember one person saying, this is George Morris saying, one bottle of water for free and a hug for free. This is absolutely amazing. 
Um, so that was the response um, from a specific person um, that said that. Someone else said, uh, Angie, she's not here today. She said, people were really touched that we were giving free hugs. One gentleman in particular was tearing up because Haley, is Haley here? She's in kids' church. Okay, okay yeah, she's, of course, she's a little one. Haley, she's like a little Haley, and Jeremiah, um, they're both really young. They were running up to people, giving them hugs, and this person started crying, tearing up, because it reminded him of his children back home, uh, running to him, giving him hugs. Um, Stacy, I know she's also serving in kids' church. She said... Um, Many of you might, know, uh, might not know that um, Stacy was a dispatcher with the police department for many years. She put, after working as a dispatcher, she swore she would never go to Jefferson Park uh, just because of all the calls um, that she would receive being a dispatcher. But God has jokes. And not only uh, did she want to serve and do whatever that God wanted her to do, God placed her to serve in Jefferson Park. Um, so for her personally, it was a very moving experience um, too. Um, and then while they were there, uh, they were finding um, things that shouldn't be in the park on the ground, um, like needles and stuff like that because of people doing drugs. And Evan, who, uh, how old is Evan? Eight years old. This was Evan's response from seeing that. He says, I can't believe people are so lost from Christ that they would do this. I have to pray for them when I get home. This is terrible. So an eight-year-old is seeing this and is moved to pray when they go home. Um, so without question, it was a very moving experience for all of us. Moving experience for all of us participating those receiving the love. Um, but what's amazing is that this isn't about doing it for one day. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle for us to live in 24-7. Um, not just when we want to, not just when it's scheduled, not just when it's part of our agenda, but literally it comes from the inside out, always wanting to serve. Imagine if I would tell you you had one year to live. One year to live. How would you spend that year? How would you spend it? Imagine if I would tell you, you have six months to live. Six months to live. How would you spend those six months? You know, the temptation is all, all of a sudden for us to want to do whatever we want. Right? And you feel justified. We all could feel justified. If we have six months left, I'm going to do whatever I want. It's my life, and I could do whatever I want. I'm going to spend it the way I want to spend it and do what I want to do. And everyone might look at me and, hey, you have six months left. Do whatever you want to do. Imagine if you have three months left. What, how would you spend it? Would you spend it just doing things for yourself, or would you spend it thinking about others? Imagine you had one month left to live. You know what's an amazing exercise, too, is for you to even think, if you had one month to live, how different your life would be. Because usually when you think that way, what's most important in your heart truly comes out. 
And it's a test of who you really are. Because let's say even in that month, if it's all about you, that's not the way that God would want us to live. Imagine if you had 24 hours left to live. 24 hours, what would you do? And we, we got to see Jesus' life. And I'm going to start reading from John chapter 13, verse 1. Pretty much his hour, his hours and his time on earth was running out. He could have done anything that he wanted, but he was very purposeful and intentional to show love and to serve everyone around him. In John chapter 13, starting at verse 1, it says this. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world he loved them to the end. And I love that statement there too. Like, you know, he loved them to the end. It wasn't he loved other people when it was just convenient, when it was just on the agenda, when it was just project serve. He loved them to the end, to the very last breath within his lungs. He was loving everyone around him. Skipping down to verse 3, it says this. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped the towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet. Now, we need to realize this act that he was doing was the lowest job you could have pretty much in the totem pole of jobs, you could say, of that time. It's someone that's like shining your shoes. Like so many times you go, you go to New York or you see these places, you see business people probably making buku amount of dollars, and you just see someone humbly pretty much kneeling down, shining their shoes. That's what Jesus was doing in this situation. He got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Skipping down to verse 14, it says this, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. And verse 15 says this, I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. So many times we try to figure, it's like, you know, what's a great example to follow? Jesus sets it here. Straight up, it says it here, I have set this example for us to follow. He pretty much has just hours left to live. But yet he's serving other people, doing things that no one wants to do. It's amazing so many times we might want to serve, but according to our rules, expectations, our conditions, the way we want to do it, it's like Jesus is willing to serve no matter what. He lays down his life for the other people. 
Now for us, this is the example we're supposed to live and follow. Do we live that way? Who, who do you live for? Do you live for God and to serve others? Or is it really about whatever we want to do? Because I know in the beginning I mentioned before, it's like imagine if you had like one year left to live, six months um, left to live, or three months, or one month, or 24 hours. In reality, many of us feel like we have many years to live, and we're living the same way in some ways. We just live just for us. We don't think and look out for other people. Now here, Jesus says that he is our example. But I have to say that Jesus, when he enters someone's heart and transforms their heart from the inside out, you could see Jesus' example through the lives of other people. And what's amazing is that in our church, we have living examples of the example that Jesus set for us. Because you know what? Project Serve is amazing. Of course, the actions that we're doing throughout the day. But what Jesus is most concerned about is our heart behind it. Why are we doing it? Are we doing it just to get the accolades? Are we doing it just to get the applause? Are we doing it just to make us feel better? Or are we doing it because Jesus wants us to do it? Are we doing it because we're serving and loving other people, no matter how they may treat us? Because imagine you're giving away a free bottle, and you give a free bottle, and be like, hey, free bottle of water, and they turn around, they curse you out. How would you respond? I was like, what? I'm not serving anymore. I'm going to beat you up. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, how are you going to respond? It's like, we know that we're called to love no matter what anyone does to us. What's amazing in our church is that we actually have an award that we give periodically. And we've been doing this for a couple of years already. And it's the Servants Award. And this award is given to someone that truly shows us the example that Jesus gives us. This is someone... And what's amazing about this year is that it's not just one person that's getting it. It's really a family. A family that shines brightly Jesus, completely selfless, like, you know, really looks out for others, doesn't want any attention. So this is probably killing them at this moment. <laughs> um, doesn't want any attention, just wants to be loved, and acknowledged by God that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And th these are people that we know here are very quiet behind the scenes in so many ways, but they're always helping and serving and doing whatever is needed to make God's kingdom be advanced. So I want us to give a warm applause for Felix Boa, and Mabel Boa and their family. You could come on down. They had no idea. And actually, I wasn't sure uh, in the beginning. I was like, are they here? Are they here? Because maybe they, um, so we're going to give them a moment um, to come down. They, they usually sit up in the balcony. But they serve in so many different ways. Um, but most importantly, it's their heart. 
It's their heart. You know, they, they do it just to want, wanting to bless God and bless other people. Um, so for us, it's an honor that they're part of our church family. Um, I know that many of us, we know them from the different things that they're involved in. Um, but they're an excellent, excellent example for all of us here. So here, of course, in case you're not able to see it from where you're sitting, um, it's a picture of Jesus washing the feet of a disciple. Um, and it's a bronze um, statue that they get to keep. Um, and keep in their house. And when I mentioned before, it's very different because in the past, we've acknowledged a specific, let's say, individual, maybe a couple. But this is truly a family uh, that really highlights the values uh, that God wants us to have in our lives. So, surprise. <laughs> I know, I know. Don't kill me. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Oh, God bless you. Um, a little award there. Would you want to say anything? A little something. Not, not to put you on the spot. Uh, I have a little track record today of just surprising people with the mic. <laughs> oh. Awesome. Would you want to say anything else? Just, just the amen part. Amen. amen. All right. Congratulations, guys. We love you. Look up front. Oh, God bless you. Thank you so much. Well, let's give them one more applause. Thanking God for them. So real quick, I want to highlight four reasons to serve. Maybe right now you're not serving or maybe you're questioning or maybe you have been serving. But you know what? I have to tell you this. A lot of times when we serve for the wrong reasons, we get burned out. Uh, when we serve for the wrong reasons, uh, we get bitter. When we serve for the wrong reasons, we get caught up comparing ourselves when we serve for the wrong reasons, like, you know, we do more complaining than anything else. Because when you really serve, you're serving onto Jesus. And no matter where you are in your life, you need to realize it's like he's the one we're trying to please. You know, but think about it. If your reason is to get accolades from people, the moment you're not getting those accolades from people, all of a sudden you might not be happy in your journey. If you're serving and it's really to try to get a position wherever you are, in church or in work, if you're serving but you're doing it with ulterior motives like that, the moment you don't get the position or whatever you're chasing after, all of a sudden you get bitter, you get angry towards the people, your boss, your leader, your pastor, like all of a sudden things get twisted. And I have to tell you something. For those of us, uh, obviously, that we're in this journey becoming more like Jesus, there's a dark so side to servanthood within our hearts. Like, we have to be really careful. We need to really go to God, give God our hearts, and ask God to evaluate why are we doing what we're doing. Are we doing it for the wrong reasons, or are we doing it for the reasons that matter most, is to honor God? So with that said, number one, 
it's going to be behind that. We were created to serve others. So that's a major reason to serve. We were created to serve others. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. You could turn there. It says this. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And what's amazing is that here it shows us that we were created to do good works. And the moment we're not serving, I have news for you, you're not living. You're not living. You were created to serve. So the moment you're not serving others and being involved, engaged, and plugged in, making a difference in your church, in your community, in this world, you're not living. You're going through the motions. You're living life on cruise control. And let me tell you something. One day, you're going to look back in your life, and you're going to look back and be like, you know what? I wasted it. I didn't maximize it. I didn't do it to impact other people's lives. Imagine, imagine if all you do is look out after yourself and just live for yourself. I guarantee you that's a very lonely life. It might seem fine when you're distracted with the toys and the things that you have in front of you. But there'll come a day when you're going to look back and be like, what do I really have? What did I really do with my life? Number two, we serve God by serving others. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 to 24, it says this, Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart. And I love that part where it says all of your heart. Because some of us, and I, you know, we've all been there at one point or another, we've worked at something with a quarter of our heart, you know, half of our heart, maybe three quarters of our heart. It might look good like if we're really serving Jesus, but here, straight up, it says for us to uh, working for the Lord, um, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart, our complete heart, as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. And I love that because that's a reminder to all of us. Whether you help out in kids' church, you're greeting in the kitchen, cleaning, and the bridge in trail life, American Heritage Girls, um, Shepherds Feeding the Needy, no matter what ministry you're a part of, the men, the women, the list could go on and on, restoring dignity, whatever ministry you're a part of. You're not doing it for you. You're not, you shouldn't be doing it for you. Technically, you shouldn't be doing it just for the church, for Christ Fellowship. You're doing it onto Jesus. You're doing it onto God. It's like no matter who you're encountering, you're serving God. You're serving God. And just as a reminder, in Matthew 25, verse 40, and a couple teachings back, I was talking about the sheep and the goat. As a reminder, the king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So why are you doing what you're doing? Why? We're doing it for Jesus. We're doing it for Jesus. Number three, we're following his example. 
I already read it in John chapter 3, verse 15. Jesus said, I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. So here, clearly, Jesus, with hours left in his life, he decides to serve others. And if we're honest with ourselves, if it's our last hours living, we want people to serve us because it's our last hours. But here, Jesus, the example that he gives us is to serve others. Number four, the fourth reason to serve, serving will be rewarded in eternity. In Matthew 25, verse 21, this is part of the parable of the talents. It says, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share with your master's happiness. So here, what I love, it says, well done, good and faithful servant. Servant. You know, Jesus didn't say, well done, good and faithful attender for church on Sunday mornings. Good and faithful um, Bible memorizer, uh, you know, 50 Bible verses by heart. You know, good and faithful, so many other things you might put there in that blank light. He says, good and faithful servant. Well done. Now, for each of us, I don't know about you, but that is the greatest thing we could ever hear and listen to when we appear before Jesus and he looks at us and he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Are you a servant? Do you have a servant's heart? And I want you even right now to whisper under your breath, am I a servant? Am I a servant? And ask God to reveal to you if you truly are a servant. Because you know what? When you choose to be a servant, it's a mindset change. It's not about you. It's about others. When you choose to be um, a servant, it's an attitude change. You know, no matter what's thrown uh, your way, you're there to serve. You know, you're there to serve, you know, because if your service has to be according to exactly the way you need it. It has to be climate controlled. I need to have an umbrella underneath me when I'm walking through the street if it's too hot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if everything has to be according to what you want and need, are we really being a servant? You know, a servant serves no matter what. You see, number one behind me, real servants think about others. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 to 4, it says this. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or empty pride, but in humility consider others more important than yourselves. Each of you should not look out for, um, to your own interests, only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. I love that statement too. But in humility consider others more important than yourself. Do we truly look at people more important than ourselves? I want you to look at the person next to you. Do you look at them more? No, I don't want to get you in trouble. You know what I mean? If it's your wife or your husband, my, you know, your wife will be like, you better look at me more important than yourself. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? It's like, but that is the mentality we have to have. 
We have to look at everyone as being more important than ourselves. But do each of us in our hearts, we have a default that's all about me. Each of us. In our heart, it's a default. Let's say, for example, you might enter this room from the back. You might enter, and this room is too hot for you. But yeah, everyone else is comfortable. But for you, it's too hot. All of a sudden, you might complain, be like, what's going on here? You didn't pay the bills? Like, you know what I mean? it's, like, it's like all of a sudden, it's not according to what you would want. You know, and I've mentioned before, it's like, God forbid sometimes if you might come into church and all of a sudden someone is sitting in your seat. This is the row you always sit in. It's like, oh, how dare they put not only themselves, their spouse, and their kids taking up my whole row. Now I have to sit a row back, suffering for Jesus. You know what I mean? It's like, hello. It's like none of these seats have, like, our names on them. It's like, you know, it's, it's not about where you sit or how hot or cold or, you know what I mean? Like, I want us to think about how comfortable our Christian walk has become, that it translates to our behavior as well in so many different ways. I just want to mention this. True humility is not thinking, this is a quote, not thinking less of ourselves, but thinking of ourselves less. Number two, real servants think like stewards, not owners. Real servants think like stewards, not owners. When you're a servant, you know that you're in charge as a steward to take care of everything that God's place under your responsibility. You want to do your best at home, at work, at church, wherever you are in the community, because you want to do your best with the responsibility you have, because you're stewarding the influence, the authority, whatever God has placed for you to steward, to take care of and manage during the time period you're living here on this earth. That's what we're supposed to do, because the danger comes when we think we own something. When we think we own, let's say, things, it's like, no, that's my car. That car, I'm not just stewarding this car. It's a blessing from God, but it's my car. I'm not going to let anyone else in it. You know, nobody better come in there, especially if they're smelly. No one's going to come in here. You know, this is my car. This is my house. This is my ministry. Like it translates even to church things. It's like, no, this is my ministry. I, I do whatever I want type of thing. It's like, I, no one's going to tell me what to do in my ministry. It's, it's like all of a sudden, it's like, this is my money. It's like what I'm supposed to bless others with my money. I'm supposed to also tithe and give God 10%. Like all of a sudden, that, that aspect of ownership, when we think we own things, like it affects the way we view things. It's like the reality is when we leave this earth, you're not going to take one thing with you into heaven. The only thing you're going to take is your heart. You know what I mean? You, you, you're not going to take your car. You're not going to take um, your material things. You're not going to take your money. You're not going to take your bank account. You're not going to take, you know, like whatever other responsibilities you have, you could say. 
you're literally going to meet Jesus and you're going to stand before him without all the material things and all the things that we hold on to so dearly here in this life. Number three, real servants trust God. First Peter 2.23, when they hurled insults at him, he didn't retaliate when he suffered. He made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. I love that because so many times when you serve, like there's so many different things that could happen. Uh, like I mentioned before, like someone could respond a certain way that could be hurtful. Someone could say something that pierces your heart. You know, all of a sudden things might not go the way that you would want them to go. Um, you know, and, and you know what happens so many times in those settings? Like we want to retaliate so many times. We want to say something back or we want to complain. We want to criticize. We might want to be, be tempted to gossip or to backbite when it comes to those situations we don't agree with, with what's happening to us. And here, Jesus' example, when they hurled their insults at him, he didn't retaliate when he suffered. He made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Real servants trust God. No matter what's happening to you in your life, in your situations, when things are not going according to the way that you would want them to do, or if you feel like what they're doing to you is unjust, all of a sudden, you have a choice to make. You could retaliate, you could leave your character in trying to serve Jesus, or you could trust God with your heart and with your life. Jesus is our example, and that's what we're supposed to do. And number four, my last point is this. Real servants think of ministry as an opportunity, not an obligation. So ministry it's an opportunity. It's not an obligation. If you feel as though ministry is an obligation, that's a clear indication that they're in your heart, there's something wrong. Like, you know, it's a red flag that why are you doing it in the first place? It's an opportunity for God to transform you. It's an opportunity for you to do what God's called us to do. It's an opportunity for you to do what he created you to do. And let me tell you, so easy to come up with reasons of why not to serve. We, we can say, you know what? I'm not ready. I'm not ready. It's like I need to grow more in God before I could actually serve. You know, some of us might come up uh, with, it's like, no, I don't really know what to do. You know, all of a sudden it's like, you know, I don't have the time. You know, the list could go on and on of our excuses of why we feel as though we can't serve. But if we boil down to it and go to the core of what's happening within our heart or mind, it's really the enemy whispering. Who's whispering to you? Fear? All of a sudden, fear is trying to take you out of one of the greatest adventures you could be a part of. All of a sudden, doubt is trying to take you out from what God is trying to craft and do within your life. All of a sudden, like, you're, you're, you're listening more to what the enemy is saying, to the potential and stepping out in faith, knowing that God is the God of miracles. God is able to do amazing things. And I have to say this. For those of us in any way, shape, or form that feels like serving and following Jesus is boring, I could guarantee you you're not in the game. You're not in the game. 
And I, when I say game, it's like in the trenches doing what he wants you to do. Because it's not boring. It's not boring when all of a sudden it's like you're in the front lines using your gifts and your talents to change the world. It's not boring when all of a sudden God uses you as a mouthpiece to speak into the lives of people that have broken hearts, broken dreams, broken lives, and broken families. All of a sudden you're going out to touch their lives. It's not boring when all of a sudden you wake up in the morning and you turn to God and you know that this day is not an ordinary day. It's not an ordinary. There's no such thing as an ordinary day with an extraordinary God. If you think, oh, it's just Sunday or it's just Monday or Tuesday, let me tell you something. That is the wrong mentality. Because only God knows like the amazing things he has in store for you. But are you plugged in? Are you plugged into what God will want you to do? And this is the thing. When I say plugged in, obviously we want you to be plugged into the things that we're doing in the church. But I'm saying plugged in 24-7. I'm talking about plugged in while you're at work. While you're at work, you think it's just about the paycheck? You know what I mean? The paycheck is good, though. You know what I mean? But it's not just about the paycheck. When you're plugged in, dealing with people, talking to people, you know, it's like there, you're there doing one thing, but God has something in store. Only God knows, like, who you're going to encounter. Only God knows, like, you know, the people that you have a chance to talk to. Only God knows those seconds that are crucial that could change someone's life forever. Like, I, I've shared this story once uh, in the past, and I just think it's appropriate. It just came to my mind now. I'll never forget when I was working in St. Barnabas, and I worked there for seven years, and my job was just to transport patients back and forth into the rooms. And many of you know, part of my job is when people died, I used to pick up their dead bodies and bring them down to the morgue by myself, no matter what time or night of the day or night or whatever. Um, that was part of my job. Uh, I, in the beginning, it was a little weird, uh, but then afterwards, he got used to it. So, um, so I'll never forget there was this one particular day that I'm just grateful I didn't think of it as just an ordinary day. I'm just so grateful that I just didn't go about it just for the paycheck. I'm so grateful that I didn't just go about it just thinking, hey, it's just a Monday, you could say. That day, I remember I was talking to God. I would drive early and buy... Um, um, by, um, I'm sorry, <laughs> I just uh, thought about a couple things. Um, I, I used to love uh, South Mountain, the mountains there. I used to go there always early, always about like 30 minutes before I would check in, just to spend time with God, just to talk to God. Like early, I, honestly, like um, for those of you that know that area, that, to me that's like holy ground over there. Like uh, I would go there early, 30 minutes early, just spend time with God. Be like, God, what? And here I am like 20 years old, 21. It's like, God, you know, what do you want me to do today? Like I'm here to serve you. And, and I remember clear as day, like on a particular day, going into a patient's room and I, I was putting the patient away. The patient was completely out of it, out of it, um, out of it. And, you know, like I, and I still, I always talk to my pa the, the patients, like even if I felt as though they couldn't even hear me, uh, I would still talk to them and I would put the patient down and I started walking out of the room, walking out of the room. 
And as clear as day, God spoke to me. He said, Carlos, go back. Go back and tell that patient about me. And I have to say, I was kind of like in a rush because it was around lunchtime, you know what I mean? And if you know me, I like to eat. So, uh, so I was like, man, I just got to eat. But then all of a sudden, like, God told me, like, to go back. I was like, I got to go back. So I went back. I knelt, like, by the bed, also trying to dodge, like, the other nurses or other people that were walking by because I don't, you know, technically you could get in trouble for these type of things. So I pulled the curtain. I pulled the curtain to the side. I, like, right on the side, I knelt, and I just started talking to the patient, and I just telling them about Jesus, how amazing Jesus is, how, how much Jesus loves him, like wants to be part of his life and for him to surrender his heart. He didn't flinch. He didn't say anything to give me any indication that he was listening, but I knew he was because God told me to speak to him. And I walked out of that room, and it could have seemed like an ordinary Monday, but it wasn't. The very next day, I come into work around 3 p.m. on that day, and they have little slips, and they pass me a slip. I mean, mind you, there's like 25 of us, like, working in the unit, so in, in our office. So it could have been to any of us, but it happened to be me. And I look at that room, 2310B. I look, and I knew exactly who it was. The person died. And it was the very day before that I shared with them about Jesus. And I'm confident that that person is in heaven right now. And the reason being is because God told me to speak to him. And all I know is, like, I wonder how many of us are missing God's ex extraordinary power and presence in simple moments that we take for granted. Going to the corner store, working at your job, wherever it might be, having those type of interactions we're missing God. Here in our church, and many of you have seen our shirts, in the front it says, go, be one, and make one. And in the back it says, therefore go and make disciples of all, all nations, Matthew 28, 19. We got this shirt for all everyone that committed to be a volunteer for the new ministry year. And we had a ministry fair two months ago. And the reason I'm highlighting today, because today, September 1st, is officially the first day of the new ministry year. And there's nothing more than God wants than for you to be plugged in. In our church, there's so many different things you could be a part of. And I tell you this, we... In our church, we need your help. We really do. Like, I'm going to give you tangible exa examples. In kids' church right now, you have a core team that are dedicated to serve the children of the families that are here. But many of them are not able to experience and be a part of our regular service on a weekly basis. We want to create a team for kids' church so that there could be a rotation that those that serve there could be here as much as possible as well. But we can't do that unless there's people that are willing to serve. 
In the Bridge Youth Ministries, many of us know, we have different locations where we serve and impact the city of Elizabeth. We have five different schools on a weekly basis in the evening where we um, touch and impact a specific neighborhood. There's another school that we have as well. A school that's ready, ready to touch and impact the neighborhood, but there's only one thing missing. I need more leaders. And if you know me, I do not like to take any steps backwards. I like to move forward. And for me to have the opportunity and not to have the leaders, I feel like something, someone has to step up. So, you know what I mean? Like to me, it's like something has to happen to be able to make sure that God's presence and his kingdom keeps being advanced in our city. There's so many different ministries. Shepherds feeding the needy. I know that they need help. There's so many different ministries in our church that are constantly in need. Many of you have been serving for many years. Some of you just signed up during the ministry fair in a couple of years ago. A couple weeks ago, not a couple of years ago. A couple of weeks ago. And we're in the process of following up getting you plugged in. You should hear from everyone within a week or two. And it was already announced. We have an all-volunteer meeting coming up. So those of you that have signed up through the ministry fair and all of that, we need all of you at the meeting. Some of you didn't sign up yet. And some of you would love to sign up. It's not too late to sign up. Um, here in the front, I have forms and pens. And if you're here today, and you want to commit. You're like, you know what, Carlos? I was called and I was created to serve. For, you know, you might turn to God. It's like, God, forgive me for thinking that my life is just about me. And it's not about others. It's really about impacting lives and changing the world. And if you're here and you haven't signed up, or some of us, we've been serving for so many years that we, you didn't get a chance to even fill it out before. We need everybody to fill it out. Anyone that's committing from September 1st until the end of August next year has to fill out that card if you haven't already. I filled it out. All the pastors filled it out as well. But as we close this service, I want everyone to stand. So here in the front, it says, sign me up. And it also asks for your t-shirt sizes. Some of you have been asking, how do I get one of these t-shirts? These t-shirts, the ones that we have in the lobby are from, for the ones that are already signed up ahead of time. We pre-order them according to the size. So if you sign up today, uh, we would do a second batch of t-shirts so that you would be able to have one too. So... What we're going to do, we're going to close in prayer. Um, and for those of you that would like to sign up and be a part of this ministry year and help us out in our church, you could come forward. I'll give you everything that you need, and we'll get you situated. So if everyone could bow their heads, close their eyes, and even you could raise your hands and surrender. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for giving us the honor and privilege to serve. God, we give you our hearts. We ask you to transform us from the inside out. Forgive us for serving sometimes for the wrong reasons, just to probably get attention or accolades or the applause or for so many other things. 
God, we want to serve because you deserve it. We want to serve because it's what you created us to do. We want to serve because we want to bless you and not expecting anything in return. So God, we surrender everything to you, God. God, right now as a church, we commit this new ministry year into your hands. We ask you to give us the strength, the guidance, the wisdom that, God, we would maximize our potential in you here in the city of Elizabeth and beyond, that we would really love you, God, that we would make disciples and that we would change the world. God, that in every ministry that's represented, that each one would advance, touching lives, impacting communities, that, God, that your mark within the hearts of people would be left. God, we commit this new year into your hands. And we pray, Lord God, that your will and your will alone would be done. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen, amen. So for anyone that would like to sign up, please come forward. I'll give you all the details here.